going deep. I feel like Kalo on the Miami Heat. The words I speak off this sheet are like a three-peat. I don't just hop on a track. I bring running cleats. I'm a player for real, more than an athlete. Let my mama tell it. Could have ran for the Senate. Instead, I penned it for Donovan Bennett. I'm cemented. This a deep dive. In your headphones or a long drive. Up close and personal, just like you courtside. They ain't no out of bounds here. No offsides. We going live in one, two, three, four, five. You are now tuned in to Going Deep with Donovan Bennett. Is the Going Deep Podcast. I am Jonathan Bennett. Happy Pride Month. We are here. We are celebrating throughout the month. We'll be doing that on this very podcast. Hope you are celebrating responsibly wherever you are. And it is badly needed time to continue to have these conversations, which is exactly what we use this platform for. As you know, by now, there have been multiple Major League Baseball players who have had issue with Pride Nights that their teams are putting on, or the 2SLGBTQ plus community at large for varying reasons that have manifested themselves in various ways. But for the Canadian audience, they're probably most aware of what's happened to relief pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, Anthony Bass. He posted on his social media a video that was essentially talking about the fact that Christians should boycott stores like Target and Bud Light in the United States because Target has a line of 2SLGBTQ plus pro clothing and Bud Light recently partnered for a campaign with an influencer who is a part of the 2SLGBTQ plus community. There is some misguided use of religion and Bible in that post. It's not a post Anthony Bass speaking himself, but he's reposting the message from someone else. That video was taken down, then allegedly put back up and then taken down. Rightfully, many people were upset, especially given the context that the Blue Jays are getting ready to celebrate Pride, not just throughout the month of June, but specifically at the ballpark June 9th and 10th. Bass, upon his return from the team's most recent road trip, spoke to the media, something that I was actually skeptical was going to happen, and said, well, this. I recognize yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine, and I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays' resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Um, we include all fans at the ballpark, and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. So as you heard, didn't take any questions. Started with, I'm going to make this quick. And we shall give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he finds some... New realizations, given the resources that the Blue Jays are offering. Quite frankly, I'm struggling with the fact that we're still having this conversation by and large. Because you can believe what you want to believe and you can use religion to say whatever you think it says to you. To me, I think the scripture that should be focused on is... um, 
love your brother like yourself. And certainly, you know, if we want to be uh, cast aspersions, you know, he who hasn't skinned, he who hasn't sinned, you know, cast the first stone. More importantly, we've been talking about 2S LGBTQ plus inclusion in sport, in society at large for two decades. This is not new. Bass takes the mound with a jersey with a Nike swoosh on it. I don't know if there's a sporting brand that has been louder with their Be True campaign about supporting 2S LGBTQ plus people. So it just seems like quite frankly, selective choices in where and with what people are willing to make a stance. But I think the most important point for me, because by now many people have had their opportunity to analyze what has happened, give their honest opinion. I think the person who did it the best was Shadavidi. We will put his article on the Bass scenario in the show notes and the guys at, at the letters had a great in-depth conversation about this very topic. So I won't belabor the point. If you want to hear more about it and you should take a listen to that and you should be subscribing to their pod as well. It is the best pod on baseball that we have in this country. That will be in the show notes as well. For me, the focus should be on the close to, I'd argue a hundred Blue Jays employees who are working really hard to make the ninth and the tenth, a meaningful night, not just for the community, but allies and the entire organization, the money that will be raised, the awareness that will come from it. And I think in sports, we have a huge platform. In media, in culture, we have a huge platform to shed light on things that are real issues. And given some of the comments, and if you look at any of the posts about this issue and scroll down through the comments, vast sentiments were not his alone. Many people sadly feel the same way. And the only way that you change those hearts and minds and something that is probably learned behavior is more conversation with more education and making sure that we continue to use sports as a force multiplier to talk about these issues, but to make it a safe space to have uncomfortable conversations because everyone's learning curve on these issues is going to be different not going to be necessarily linear either we've seen that done in hollywood recently in a real good way a great example of that is ted lasso who the cast and crew of the apple tv plus show tackled a lot of cultural issues throughout the years as they embark on the final episode of this season which is out now no spoilers for me trust me we've lost a bunch of really good prestige shows at this time, Succession, Barry, Ted Lasso, all ending around the same time, but I won't spoil. But one thing that you probably know by now, you've seen it certainly via the blogs or social media or you've watched, is the storyline of the character Colin Hughes talks about, in a real way, why these conversations are important. Why a footballer, in this case, would be struggling with showing up to the park as their authentic self and why quite frankly it robs them of if we're talking about production and sports their ability but more importantly society their humanity when they have to be somewhat closeted it's a fascinating choice 
by Ted Lasso because they didn't have to tackle this issue. This was an intentional choice, as it was by the actor playing the part, Billy Harris. So on this edition of the podcast, I wanted to talk to Billy about what playing this character meant to him, what he learned about the struggle of being 2SLGBTQ+, specifically as an athlete, and what he learned about the community that received it, both allies and members of the community. How has the response been, and how can that response inform the way we should be talking about these things in the future? So let's listen to and learn from Billy Harris as we start off Pride Month, talking about wine sports. We have a real opportunity to make sure everyone is proud to be involved in our game. So take me back to the period where you're going through scripts, doing table reads, when you realized that your character, Colin, was gonna have a big role in season three, your response was what? Yeah, I mean, my response was obviously I've been, ha I've been living with Colin since season one, not necessarily knowing where the character was gonna go. I think that I really started with a couple of lines here and there, and um, I was booked off for the whole series because obviously I was part of the team. So they kind of needed me throughout season one. Um, and then obviously seeing how the show was going and what it was kind of tackling, I was like, wow, okay, I really would like to be part of this going forward. And then knowing that I'm in season two, um, tw what, what started happening was that Colin, you know, there were certain things that were, it wasn't just now the one-liners here and there. There was, they were trying to kind of make Colin more of a rat fully, you know, well-rounded character or just that there's things that maybe the audience didn't necessarily know that was going on in Colin's life. And I think the one thing for me was that Colin was going to therapy. So... I kind of had some questions about that and um, yeah and then I asked and the, the stuff was that they were going to tackle that you know they were going to basically say that Colin has he's, Colin is gay and in season three that we're going to sort of focus on that a little bit further. And when he reveals his true self and his relationship what was the response like um, to that? Well yeah I think that it was um, it was mixed because um, a lot of um, the audience, a lot of fans, had already kind of maybe had. Uh, there were certain clues. There was uh, there was one where Colin references that you know the app grinder. So there was a lot of people in season you know that had seen that in season two and gone, oh, wow, okay, is is Colin gay? Do we not know something about Colin? And then they had to wait up until season three. So then that group of the fans were like, we were right. And then there was fans that were kind of like, oh, we didn't we didn't know that. We didn't catch that that clue or, or, or whatever. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. But yeah, I think that it's been really, really supportive. I think that I've, I'm still not, you know, coming down from episode six, which was last week, you know, from just the, the response from everyone. And I get so many amazing messages of just, yeah, how, how, how happy they are to see this storyline in Ted Lasso. Well, you referenced that episode because I don't want to give too much away, but Colin talks about not wanting to be a spokesperson. But here I am making you a spokesperson. Do you, in a way, understand uh, that aspect of his character and, and his want? I do. I think that the way that the, the you know the conversation with Trent is put is so is so beautifully done in a sense that not everyone wants to be a spokesperson. People just want to live their lives. And what's so sad is that Colin feels like he can't merge the two because you know because of fear of that's going to you know conflict with his job which is just in in our world you know we understand that that there are a select group of fans out there that would potentially 
have some, you know, have some issues with that or, you know, aim some stuff on social media to him. So, yeah, I think that, the, you know, the thing about being a spokesperson is that that's, that's Colin's truth. And, you know, that's, that's what he wants to do. He wants to be a footballer and he wants to be gay. And um, he's, what you'll see throughout Ted Lasso going forward is we'll see hopefully he can navigate his way through that. Now, there have been a couple footballers who have come out publicly about their sexuality recently, but there's still not a lot of 2S LGBTQ plus representation in football, in sport, if we're being honest. Do you think the dynamic that you described that Colin's going through is a part of the reason why? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm an, I'm an actor first and, I, you know, my... I can't speak for athletes that are on the field, you know, all day. And, and I, I guess I, you know, being in this show, I've gotten closer to seeing the, you know, the day ins and day outs of footballers because we we've been get to go to so many games and we you know we get to go, you know, sort of backstage almost and see how the inner workings of a of a of a, of a stadium is. And and their their work life is so out there. It's so in the public eye, and just you know, football, basketball, American football. Um, yeah, my sympathies are, are, are with them if they are dealing with this behind closed doors. Because, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm an actor, and I was I was doing this uh, storyline on a set where everyone was 100% supportive of it, and they were like, "This is going to be," you know, everyone was so excited about it. But I know that that's not the same for every any everyone in the world. So, um, yeah, I think that the thing is, it's just that in Ted Lasso that we can just hopefully shine a light light on it, raise the awareness, and yeah, hopefully that we can make a change. Which is why the representation that you and your character provide is important. Jason Sudeikis famously keeps his DMs open because he wants to see the response and the stories from fans. I wonder what stories have you got from fans about what your character means to them. Yeah, I've had some amazing ones. Um, a lot from you know older generations that that were um, that were lovers of football when they were when they were teenagers at school, but were conflicted because they were they were gay, but then they felt like they couldn't play football, and they were watching Colin as a young footballer. And a lot of you know I've had a lot of people in my DMs saying that they wish that they saw that when they were a teenager. They wish that they just saw that play out on TV. Um, and then, yeah, you have uh, a, a younger generation watching it and doing that, uh, and then messaging me and saying that this is, this is really, really great to see. You know, and that's it. I think that people want to feel represented in their favourite TV show. And, um, yeah, Ted Lasso is a lot of people's favourite TV show. So, you know, we, that's, what, that's what we want to try and do. Well, it has been a massive success. But to your point, we don't see the nexus between people's sexuality and sport on screen, do you think it could be an influence in a way that we might see more of these characters and shows in the future? I hope so. I think, yeah, because, I mean, if you break Ted Lasso down to its core, it is a, it's a work-based comedy, and it's, it's a, it just it happens to be in a, in a football TV show, so it's, it's a workplace. And, you know, workplaces have people that, are, that, are, that have all types of sexuality. So, you know, um, that's, that's what we're trying to, trying to show. And that's what I think that, you know, hopefully people can see that and go, then maybe, you know, look at it in their own workplace. As we, you know, get ready to celebrate Pride uh, around the world, I wonder, what does that celebration mean to you? What have you learned about uh, that representation and that experience? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I, I'm familiar with it in London and in Brighton, and yeah, it's just it's just one of you know acceptance and one of just yeah just 
just allowing people to be who they want to be and in the spaces that you know that, um, that people can come in and they can celebrate with them and just allowing people to be who they want to be and that's what you know that's what we're trying to do you know with Colin and we haven't quite got there yet with, with the TV show and you know we, we're sort of navigating Colin's journey through that and yeah hopefully he can merge the two lives and hopefully he can be who he wants to be in AFC Richmond. You talked about acceptance I want to acknowledge that Many actors, when given that plot line, would say, listen, I'm not comfortable uh, doing this. I'm not comfortable displaying uh, what is real life for many people. Why were you, and, and why were you, it seems, excited to do it? Well, of course. I mean, you, you, you get into this industry to, to, to tell these amazing stories, and you, you, that's, that's what you want to do. And I'm a football fan, and I know that this story needs to be told. I'm a, and a, and a sport fan. So I know that there needs to be, there needs to shine a light on this. And Ted Lasso is, is a show that I knew from season one. And I remember in season one seeing how Ted Lasso was going down, talking about toxic masculinity, talking about mental health. And I thought that, that, that this would be amazing if they could tackle, you know, a, a storyline where there would be a gay footballer in the team. And maybe people knew or people didn't know. Because uh, I thought that that's something that you know needs needs to be needs to be done and needs to be said. So yeah, of course I I jumped at the chance. Well, art imitates life, but sometimes life imitates art. So so thankful that you and the cast and the writers uh, have been able to bring this story to life because it really will help a lot of people and potentially save a lot of lives. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much to Billy. A real pertinent message at a badly needed time. Again. Blue Jays will be having Pride Nights June 9th and 10th. I would love for the Rogers Center to be sold out and for the same energy that we saw of people booing Anthony Bass in his first appearance since his social media post, I would love to see that same energy and love. People showing up, literally waving their Pride flags in the ballpark and making it a bit of a party and a bit of a protest at the same time. Because when we think about Pride, that's how it started. The roots of it are in protest, and now it has come to the point where it's a great party. So celebrate with fun wherever you are in this country. If, like where I am in Ontario, Pride Month happens to be in June. And I think the last word should go to a good friend of the show, someone who's been a guest, co-founder of the Alphabet Sports Collective, Brock McGillis, who penned an amazing essay for us at Sportsnet about whether it's Pride Sweaters or Pride Nights or how you use your social media. These things matter in ways you might not imagine. Last word to Brock. Thanks for listening. Whenever conversations around Pride pop up in sports, one of the main comments is why. Why are we talking about this? Focus on sports. Well, I hope I can answer this for you. There's nothing I'd rather focus on than sports, because sports can be so wonderful for so many. But for a vast majority of LGBTQ athletes and fans, sports remind us that we're seen as less than. When we enter the locker rooms, we're reminded that we can't be ourselves and we have to hide because of the homophobic language and behaviors, particularly in men's sports. Imagine having to hide so much about yourself. Friendships, partners, your life away from the game, 
or risk your teammates disliking you or organizations not wanting you. I did this for a very long time. Sports are incredible. They do so much good and teach us a tremendous amount of life skills. From teamwork, dedication, work ethic, determination, and taking direction. There's an excitement and joy that comes from getting to the rink, court, or field. You get to see your teammates, laugh, and have a good time. Then you get out there and every problem or distraction tends to disappear. The only thing that matters is the game. Even as fans, going to a pro sports event is such a wonderful form of entertainment. It's escapism from the real world, where we can cheer on our favorite team and be so immersed in the moment. I want that for LGBTQ people. I want them to get to the locker room and see their teammates and be distracted from any struggle or oppression they face. I want them to get into the game and be so immersed that nothing else matters. In order for us to focus on sports, we need to shift things so it's safe and inclusive for everyone. Sports people rally when they recognize there's a problem. Whether it's tragedy, illness, or somebody needs support, we tend to stand up and help. It's one of the things I truly admire about sports. It's time for us to all take a stand and be shift makers. It takes a little courage, but the impact is immense. 